0: Welcome to the third season of the Give, Receive, Improve podcast. In this third season, we will be focusing on the topic around the first 90 days of becoming a new manager. Welcome to the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. This podcast was inspired to help new managers overcome the challenges of managing and leading people. We have a combined experience of over 50 years in leadership and management roles. We know, and I mean we know, the struggles and rewards of leading individuals and teams. We believe that you should not be facing your challenges alone. So let's start this journey together. To find out more, check out our respective sites at lisalumcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Let's get going. In this episode, we will talk about demonstrating an authentic behavior as a professional manager. We will answer two key questions, and they are, 1. How do you conduct yourselves professionally as a manager? And number 2. What should you be saying to your team members in your first official group together?
1: Hi, Lisa. We got another interesting topic today. How do you demonstrate an authentic behavior as a professional manager? I mean, we hear this all the time. Leaders need to be authentic to be relatable. People would like it if leaders show some vulnerabilities that will make them real. Well, what exactly does that mean? And how can we become authentic? I believe the secret sauce to that is really by just being yourself. Don't try to act like you know it all or to show that you're strong. It is okay to make mistakes. It is okay to say that you don't have the answers to everything. It is okay to have smarter subordinates than you. People love imperfections as real people are not perfect. When you are a manager, you are under a microscope of your subordinates all the time. They observe your expression, your body language, even your eyes' movement. In addition, they would then share with their colleagues on the observations and start comparing notes among each other. Well, um, you can't really blame them as they are trying to learn from each other on how best to get a place in your heart. On top of that, the moment you become their manager, notably, they feel that their success is dependent to a certain degree on how well they can strike a healthy relationship with you. What do you think, Lisa? Would you not fancy your manager to be as authentic as possible?
0: I agree 100%, Zelle. I enjoy working with anyone who is courageous and comfortable enough to be authentic. To me, someone who is authentic demonstrates three characteristics. 1. What you see is what you get. In other words, there is no pretense in what they say and do. They have integrity and hold themselves and others responsible and accountable. Number 2. There is no hidden agenda or ulterior motives. One of the barriers to building trust is when you don't know whether the person has a hidden agenda or not. It is very difficult to give or to receive anything, whether it's feedback, advice, opinions or any other gestures because you're just not comfortable with the potential hidden agendas. You see that with very ambitious people in general. Number three, acknowledges weaknesses and is not afraid to ask for help. The greatest myth of being or becoming a manager is that you now know it all and perfect. You are somehow magically transformed into this person that has all the answers and is always right. I know that we all know that that is not true, and yet, we subconsciously play that out, either in terms of how we behave or what we perceive others to believe that we should be. One of the greatest benefits of experience is the ability to cut through all that pretense because with experience, you know both sides of the roles. You know what it's like to be an individual contributor reporting to a manager and what it is like to be a manager. You have experience and therefore know the truth or the behind the scenes. Therefore, as a new manager, you have to be true to who you are and what you define as authentic. I think that at the very core of it, and that you can't escape from, is this word called integrity. Integrity will drive all your actions and decision-making. Integrity requires courage, which is its companion value. You cannot walk with integrity without courage. Courage is required for you to do what you say you're going to do, to acknowledge your weaknesses, to ask for help, to be accountable, and all the traits of integrity requires courage for you to be able to walk it out. I would therefore summarize authentic as integrity with courage in action.
1: That is so true, Lisa. I like an authentic manager too. I like it when my manager can humbly say that he is not a perfect person, that his success is dependent on how well he can help all his subordinates to be successful in their respective roles. You know, like, we are all in this together? And of course, it does not stop there. It is not just saying it. Actions should follow consistently with what's being said. That's why managers are always scrutinized because their subordinates want to know whether they mean what they say. Another important point that I want to highlight is that it is imperative for managers to demonstrate ownership, accountability and transparency. These are mandatory values to demonstrate professional conduct. And one of the great opportunities to do this is in the early days of your role. For instance, when you take over a new managerial role, you would typically replace someone who was in that position before. And every department has its own history. With that, as a new manager, you will inherit some great stuff and maybe a lot of bad stuff or not-so-favorable stuff depending on the situation. Here's the thing. If you happen to inherit a lot of difficult and unfavorable baggage from your predecessor, how do you deal with it? You're expected to fix certain things and it will take time for you to do it in some circumstances, things may get worse first before they get better. What would you do to demonstrate a good professional conduct of balancing the right expectations with the real challenges and complexity that you need to sort out? I think we have heard this a lot, you know, managers will keep on saying and repeating that they inherit a lot of toxic baggage, some of them whining beyond the scope of acceptable timeline that we got kind of tired of it, as it starts to sound like a blame game. This is an absolute not-to-do. Do not blame your predecessor on anything. Instead, the best approach is to share and communicate with your subordinates on your vision, where you are at today in terms of situational challenges of your department, and in this part, you will be open and transparent about the issues and challenges. Then talk about your key priorities in the short and medium term, and clearly articulate the expectations on how best you want to work together with your subordinates. What is your experience on this, Lisa?
0: Yes Al, I have certainly not just encountered and experienced situations where I've heard managers play the blame game, but sadly I've also participated in that as well. Especially during my early days as a manager. Just like Death and Texas? You can't avoid or choose the team that you inherit as a new manager. You must make the best of what you've been given. Complaining and blaming will not get you anywhere. Now clearly I've learned that the hard way. Truth be told, an A team is not made up of A plus individuals. An A Team is made up of individuals who are working at their optimal best and with others. There is trust and support to ensure that everyone in the team plays the part that is required, not perfectly but cohesively as a team. I believe that when the performance standard of the team is high, everyone in that team will be operating at their best because the environment will drive and dictate the performance and output. Why is that? Because no one in that team wants to let the other person down.
1: That's so awesome, Lisa. Thank you for sharing your experience. Indeed, your first speech as a new manager is super important. Say for instance, your boss has just announced your promotion by sending an email to the entire organization announcing your appointment as the new manager, articulating your new responsibility, your wonderful track records during your days as an individual contributor, how you made a difference to the organization, and urge everyone in the organization to extend their support to you. Of course, you were encouraged by the announcement, right? you felt compelled to prove that your boss did the right thing by promoting you. So where do you start? How can you set the tone to establish the right and fair expectations from all, especially your direct boss and your subordinates? One of the best opportunities to do so is to give a clear and meaningful speech during your official introduction as the new manager. For instance, in a company staff meeting or your department meeting, The content of your speech should cover at least the following ideas. Point number one, express gratitude. Start the speech by humbly thanking your boss for trusting and believing in you. Point number two, show understanding. Share your current understanding of the organization priorities and where your department stands today in terms of its contribution to the organization's success as well as its challenges. Point number three. Express excitement. Demonstrate excitement and enthusiasm for the new opportunities presented to you. For example, the excitement in first to get to know your team members and have further dialogues with each and every one of them. Point number 4. Describe your short-term focus. Articulate your short-term focus. What you want to do in the next 30 days. For example, you may want to use the next 30 days to do more fact-finding mission in your pursuit to assess the current state of your department. Such objectives may include these activities, meeting one-on-one with all your subordinates, one-on-one session with your peers, which literally means other heads of departments in your organization to seek understanding of their working dynamic or cross-group collaboration among departments, meeting your top three customers and business partners, if relevant, and review your department's current commitment against plan. Point number five. End your speech with a commitment to share your plan. Adopt an inclusive approach, as you must depend on a lot of constituencies, such as your subordinates, your peers, your direct boss, to name a few, to succeed in your role as a manager. Let them know that you will be sharing your plan with them upon the completion of your 30-day fact-finding mission, for instance. When you complete your 30 day fact finding mission, deliberately approach your respective constituencies and share your plan with them. Be proactive in managing their expectations. Share with your subordinates on how you plan to help the organization achieve their goals and what's expected of them. Have a chat with your peers and bounce off your plans on how best to work together among your departments. Hear their feedback and reach a conclusive mutual agreement. And of course, Articulate to your boss on your overall strategy and execution plans on how your department would move forward and the kind of ongoing support that you need from him or her. Well, Lisa, I would say those are some of the pointers that will be very useful for new managers.
0: Setting the tone for your manager journey is important and your first few speeches or communications with your team and peers will help you get on the right footing. I think that at the heart of what you're communicating and what people really hear is not the pleasantries, like what you've heard when you win an Oscar award, thanking the whole world and just how great the moment and opportunity is, but what is your work style, your core values and expectations. Don't get me wrong, you should always show gratitude and acknowledge people. But we know that communication is made up of 7% verbal and 93% nonverbal. What your team is really looking to see. And what they're really looking to hear is if they're able to work well with you based on your work style, are your core values aligned with theirs, and are you able to set clear expectations, whether those expectations are aligned with theirs. Over the course of your leadership, each individual in and out of your team is evaluating you based on those three areas. They are subconsciously checking to see if it aligns with what you have communicated. Start with being authentic and you will minimize the risk of trying to play a part of an actor. No one is able to pretend to be someone that they are not for a long period of time, especially during challenging or crisis situations. We have covered a fair bit, so let me summarize. 1. How do you conduct yourself professionally as a manager? The simple answer is be authentic, be yourself, walk with integrity and courage, demonstrate ownership, accountabilities, and transparency. Acknowledge your weaknesses and seek help and know how to leverage on the strength of your team. Number two, what should you be saying to your team members in your first official group together? Set clear expectations. Share with them your work style, your core values and communicate regularly. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you would like to learn next. And give us your feedback as we aim to continuously improve on what we're doing. Check out our respective websites at lisalumcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager.